Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is Minister T. Amen. You're with the Bridge Network. Ooh, it was hard getting trying to get on this call. I had to deal with some phone demons or something. It took me a long time to even patch through, but we're glad that we're able to be on the call on a Monday night. It is March the 2nd, 2015. My goodness, what happened in February? Uh, we're so excited about tonight as we study God's Word. Again, you're with the Bridge Network for those that are on the call as well as those that will be listening to this recording at a later date. And glad to have you uh, with us. We are uh, studying um, purpose-driven life, and we are uh, moving along uh, in our study. And uh, so we're going to go a little further uh, on tonight uh, with our study. Uh, we will be taking a pause and a, taking a break. Uh, from our study for um, a few weeks, uh, and we're going to jump into um, a uh, study um, dealing with leadership. And so we're going to be talking about leadership, and we're going to be talking about leadership foundations. And uh, we're going to post our study on the website this week uh, so that you can uh, pull it down and download it so you can follow along with us. Uh, and uh, we're going to go through that. Our first uh, study on next week will be a high calling, and we're going to talk about the four biblical challenges of leadership. And uh, so we're going to be going through some scriptures, and at the end of this call, I'm going to actually give those scriptures to you so you can uh, prepare and be ready for conversation on next week uh, as we go through Leadership Foundation. So hope you can join us. Uh, Tell some other people that are in leadership, or just want to learn more about how to become a strong leader uh, and uh, go through this study with us. So we invite you to invite others on the call. Uh, Again, tonight we're going to go through Purpose Driven Life. You have joined the Bridge Network uh, International, Inc., and uh, we are a nonprofit uh, faith-based organization that is in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we are located uh, at 5655 South University Street. Um, our office is at the University Church. And we are there uh, for worship on Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoons at 1.30 p.m. So if you're in the High Park area, like to stop on by, uh, we invite you. Doors are open. We're on the second floor in the upper room, as we call it. Uh, just come to the side door, ring the bell, and we will let you in. Also, we do have morning prayer calls uh, every morning, uh, Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m., and the number is 559-726-1000, and the code is 304-585. So if you'd like to join us for prayer, we're on the prayer call. It's about an hour. We're usually on the prayer uh, prayer call. Or if you have prayers and you'd like for us to pray and lift someone up and intercede, uh, please go to our website. 
shoot us an email, and uh, we will um, definitely include those individuals in prayer. So we're going to get started on tonight, uh, and uh, then uh, as we normally do, once we get started, I kind of go through some things, ask some questions, ask that you would have your Bibles out as well as uh, have some paper out and and, uh, write down some thoughts so that then when we're ready at the end, usually I open it up uh, about 20 minutes before we close out uh, for just comments and recall and, and just to share thoughts and so forth. Uh, and again, we always pray that this will be a blessing for those that are on the call right now or those that will be listening to this call. We always believe that uh, everything is for a purpose. Everything is also for a season. And we recognize uh, being diligent in God's word to have this opportunity to even record the call that someone later on in life uh, may happen to be perusing through Talk Shoe Radio happen to come across our page and happen to see all of the wonderful things that we've talked about in the past and hit on one of those and recognize that that word was for them and it was right on time. So we do this uh, just to be able to be obedient unto God and to share God's love. So let us uh, do a word of prayer, and then um, we're going to jump right in. Lord God, we thank you uh, for this opportunity and for this Monday night, this This new day, uh, as we have now entered into March, and uh, we thank you for all the great things that you're doing, the things that you've already done, the evidence of your love that you have displayed upon us. And, oh, God, we celebrate the things that are to come, the promises that you've made, the blessings, Lord God, that you've bestowed in our life. We thank you for this opportunity to even be on this call, even at this moment, in this time, and in this season. Oh, we just proclaim and just thank you, Lord God, for this is the season of harvest. This is the season of overflow. And, Lord God, we thank you that you've given us the power to speak those things that are not as though they already were. And we walk by faith and not by what we see, but by who we know, and that is you, knowing that you have everything in your hands, that everything is under control. And, Lord God, that your word is true, that all we have to do is come seek you, knock and the door would be open, and we seek you, and we find you, and all we had to do was ask, and it would be given unto us. So we thank you, Lord God, on tonight, and we're asked, Lord God, tonight that you would speak to our hearts and speak to our minds, Lord God, that you will open us up, give us a fresh revelation, Lord God, to continue this journey. And we pray, Lord God, blessings for those that are on the call, those that will listen to this call, that, Lord God, your word will stand true and that it will be a blessing in their lives. And we just give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Teach us now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So as I said, we, we've been just doing, we've been doing purpose-driven life. It has been uh, truly a blessing uh, to be able to just study uh, this word. Pastor Rick Warren, uh, of course, did this, uh, this whole uh, book uh, a while back, uh, back in the early 90s, I believe, uh, that he wrote this book. And um, it was a blessing then. It was a number one uh, New York uh, bestseller, and it is a blessing right now. He kind of updated it a little bit. It put a little flavor in it for the, the, the next generation, the younger generation, so that it is more relational to them. Uh, but it's still good. It's still good eating. And so we thank God to have had the opportunity to, to be able to study. And I pray that if you've missed any of these uh, lessons to go 
to excuse me to our page uh talk Shoe radio and actually listen to uh what we have shared thus far so we're gonna jump right in and uh the topic uh tonight the title of tonight's lesson is what matters most and uh so we're gonna uh jump right in I want to as I always do start out with the points to ponder as well as for the uh questions on tonight so that uh you can kind of write them down and we'll come back and we'll kind of uh recap uh, what we've learned. The points to ponder on tonight is life is all about love. I like that. Life is all about love, which means that uh, if you have no love, you have no life. So life is all about love. That is our point to ponder. The voice, the uh, verse to remember is the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you'll find that in Galatians 5. In 14. So tonight, just write this down. Think about this. Ponder over this as we go through. And think about this question. Honestly, are relationships my first priority? And the second question is, how can I ensure that they are? So the first question, and be honest with yourself, are relationships my first priority? And the second question is, how can I ensure they are. So we're going to talk about, as if you can imagine, tonight is all about love. Tonight is all about love. We're going to talk about love and talk about how good God is. When we, when I was looking at this, I thought about a song. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a house music kid. I came up in Chicago. If you don't know anything about house music, I came up in the house music era, and there was this, this uh, song. Uh, that talked about love, and 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 the person kept singing this over over again, and said it's a love thing. And so on tonight, we're gonna talk about love because it's a love thing. Love is life is all about love, and and when we think about it, then we have to really reevaluate our life because if if there's no love in it, then we have no life. And the reason because that is, is because God is love. And the most important lesson uh, he wants us to learn on earth is how to love. Uh, And and just thinking about that, if we need to learn how to love, that means it must not be something that's necessarily always that easy to do. Learning means that, that there's some skills that have to be developed. Learning means that there has to be some knowledge that has to be revealed. So what he wants us to do is to learn how to love, which means that there's some studying that has to be done. There has to be some patience that has to be in there. Just like when you study, there has to be some diligence uh, when you're studying. There has to be some openness, some some ability to be able to open, to receive information. So the same thing then we can say is about love, is that we we love has to be patient and, and you have to be open and you have to be flexible and you can't be single-minded and, and, and all self-centered with this thing. You, we have to learn how to love, which means also that then if we have to learn how to love, that means we don't know how to love and that God wants to teach us how to love here on earth. And it is in loving that we are most like him. So love is the foundation of every command 
he has given us. And, and I like that. If you think about it, when you look at the Ten Commandments, the foundation of the Ten Commandments, all ten of them, is saturated and set on love. And, and I always kind of think about it. I, I don't have anything against our Jewish brothers and sisters as, as they go and, and they really uh, are, are so solid uh, with all of the laws and, and all of the laws. You know, they started out with the ten, and then after the ten, they broke them down in the sub-laws, and, and then they broke them down in the sub-laws. And when you think about it, though, those ten was enough only for the simple fact that is everything that we do is situated and solid on the foundation of love, then we would do the ten, and there would be no problems. There would be no issues because we wouldn't hate our neighbors and we wouldn't uh, desire uh, our neighbor's mates and we wouldn't steal and we wouldn't kill. We wouldn't... Uh, talk against our mothers and our fathers, uh, you know, we would not do these things that the law has stated. In fact, even to the point that we would not disregard God and, and not come to fellowship and to worship him uh, as he has commanded. But we recognize that when there is no love, and, and so on tonight we're talking about how to love because the thing is if you have no love, that you have no life, the whole law can be summed up in one command, and that is love others as you love yourself. And learning to live unselfishly is not an easy task. Why? Because of the body that we're in, our body, our human flesh, our body, the sin that was cast upon the flesh from the beginning of time, it is selfishness. There's a selfish sin that is implanted in the flesh of human man. How can I prove that? I can prove that from Adam and Eve. I can prove that in the garden, that it was the selfishness and the disobedience of not following God but yet wanting to be like God, wanting, wanting to take on the image of God, having then that selfishness, not even recognizing that God had made a command and told them not to do something, to be obedient, but yet they wanted to do it their way. They wanted to do it in a self way, that, you know, they wanted to take on this themselves. And listening to the temptation of the serpent and doing that then brought into mankind and flesh this thing that we battle with, and that is battling with self. So, we have to recognize that the whole law can be summed up in, in, in one command, and that is love others as you love yourself. So I think sometimes, and just to kind of like detour just a little bit, that, you know, we have uh, challenges uh, with loving others because we don't love ourselves. And it, it is very hard then that if you don't love you, that you can't love somebody else. And so that's where that learning to love comes from because 
when you learn to love and you learn to love God, then God then reveals himself in you, and then you can love yourself. And as you begin to love yourself, then you can then share that love because that's what God wants to do is to share that love. And then you can share that love, that discovery that you've made with inside of yourself that God loves you and you love God, and as you love on each other, it can, you can't help but then to share that love because God is love, and that's what he does. He shares his love. And so in that, we also then, once we discover ourselves and we love ourselves, then it makes it so much easier to love others. Learning to love unselfishly is not an easy task. It runs counter to our self-centered nature. And that's why we're given a lifetime, (laughs) a lifetime to learn how to love. See, of course, God wants us to love everyone, but he particularly is concerned that we love those in his family. And as we have already seen that This is the second purpose of our lives, and that is to love others. What's our first purpose? The first purpose is to love God. It says to love God. Our first commandment is to love God. The second purpose then is to love others as we love ourselves. So even Peter tells us to show special love for God's people. He says, even Paul says it. He says, when we have the opportunity to help anyone, we should do it. But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. You'll find that in Galatians 6 and 10. So the question then, one of the questions is, why does God insist that we give special love and attention to other believers? And the second question is then, why? Do they get priority in loving? The answer, because God wants his family to be known for its love more than anything else. Jesus said, our love for each other. See, so it's not a a doctoral belief. It has nothing to do with being Baptist, Catholic. It has nothing to do with being a Lutheran or Methodist or Episcopalian or Seventh-day or whatever the case may be. It has nothing to do with that. There, It does, has nothing to do with doctrinal beliefs. The main thing is, is that he wants to display his love. And as we love each other, then others, we stand then as a representation of God. And then others can then see, those that are not even within his family, can see the love. And it is our greatest witness to the world that as we show God's love, even if we never open our mouths, I, I, I like the idea that, you know, sometimes you can, even even when a person doesn't say anything, you can see when somebody's just like really sweet and loving and kind, you can kind of tell, you know, and they may not necessarily be smiling, smiling, but sometimes you can just kind of pick it up. You can you can see a, a person's love. And so 
sometimes we don't even have to say anything or we don't have to be directly talking to someone for that person to see God's love. And and that is our greatest uh, witness in the world is to display his love. He is, he is the thing that other people need to say, to see. And we should then try to live an eternity of loving. And what God wants to do, he wants to train us. And he does this, and he gives us this training by giving us family responsibilities. And I'm a witness for that is because that is definitely training God ground when you're trying to love, when he gives you family responsibilities. And and I'm talking about family, kin family. I'm talking about church family. He's he's talking about his people, his children, is that we got to love each other. We got to love each other within the family. And the foremost important thing of this is that in this process, we practice loving each other. See, God wants you and me to be in regular. He He wants us to be in close fellowship with other believers so that we can develop the skills of love. And that's why he, he commands us to come together to, to to fellowship with one another. Why? Not just to be hanging out with each other, but to come to give him worship, to come to give him praise, to come to hear his word, but also to come to learn how to love so that when we love each other on the inside, we're then able developing our skills to love those that are not in the family, that are those that don't believe, that those that need to hear a word or a smile from God. See, love cannot be learned in isolation. You cannot learn how to love if you are locked up just in your room. Uh, you can't learn how to love. Love is, in in its process, is delivered back and forth. There is a, a, a interconnection with love. Love can't be learned in isolation. You you have to be around people. And in fact, how do you really learn? You learn how to love when you're around people that are irritating, that are imperfect and that are frustrating. That's when you really learn. That's when you learn how to love. And through fellowship, then we're going to talk about tonight how we learn three important truths. See, the best use of life is love. When you think about it, as we live our lives, the best use of life is try to love as much as you can. Love should be your top priority. It should be your primary objective, and it should be your greatest ambition. You should be trying to strive every day, no matter how hard it is, no matter how irritating they are, no matter how imperfected they are, no matter how frustrating they are. Your priority, your top priority, your primary objective, your greatest ambition every day is to try to love harder. Love is not uh, – love sometimes can be recognized as being challenging, and love sometimes can be recognized as being an obstacle that we have to cross over. Love is not a good part of your life. It is the most important part of your life. The Bible says, let love be your greatest aim. And it's it's not just enough to say uh, one of the things I want in life 
is to be loving. And, and we've heard that. Well, you know, I'm nice. I'm a kind person, you know. Uh, one of the things in my life is just to be loving. Well, when you think about that, is that the is that really the top thing on your list? Is is just just to 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 be loving? How about when we're displaying the love, not just lip service the love, but really truly acting out the love? Our relationships should be our greatest aim. And we've kind of been talking about relationships and developing relationships, and and as we've been sharing. You know, developing a relationship, one, ultimately with God uh, and, and really discovering as we even um, we uh, talked about uh, the prototype um, and talked about that book that we studied prior to this one and talking about discovering who you are in God, discovering uh, the God that is in you. And so that should be our greatest aim is then to develop a relationship with God, but then also then to be able to develop relationships with the family. So it's not just enough to say one of the things I want in life is to be loving, as if if that's the top thing on our list. Relationships must have a priority in our lives above anything else. And, And why? Here's the reason why. Life without love is really worthless. Paul makes it very clear that no matter what I say or what I believe or what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. He he, he says that and he, he makes that statement that no matter what I say and no matter what I do, and you'll find that in 1 Corinthians, uh, the 13th chapter and the third verse, he, he tells us, he says, no matter what I say and no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter how I be, Without love, I'm bankrupt. And, and what does it mean to be bankrupt? It, it means that you lost everything, that everything is gone. And so he tells us that without love, that we're bankrupt. And often we act as if relationships are something to be squeezed into our schedule. Like, we, we you know, I got to put you in, our, in my slot here. You know, okay, I, I can hook up with you between 8, 10, and 8, uh, let's see, 19. So I'll give you nine minutes. No, 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 no. Often we we take relationships and we try to squeeze these relationships in our schedule. But when we, we talk about finding time for our children or we making time for people in our lives, that is the most ultimate thing. I think we spend so much time. We spend, spend I, I like back in the day when, you know, Everybody, when everybody got home, everybody came home, and there was some time, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe you spent time cooking dinner, so there was conversations going on there, and you spent time, then everybody sat down at the table, and, and there was this relationship that was building, the, that, that love, that was what that love was, and, and having conversations and agreeing to disagree and, and really being able to reveal each other, you know, all of that is missing so because now we have such schedules, you know, these schedules that we got to do this and we got to do that and we got to be there, we got to be there, and we don't spend time 
we don't spend time. You know, we, we, we go, everybody has a TV and everybody has a cell phone and everybody has a Facebook and a tweet and everybody. And so now, you know, we got, everybody got their head down and they scrolling and tweeting and other folks, they, they you know, watching TV and, and, and watching all kinds of stuff. And then other people, they watching sports and, and all this and other people just hanging out. And, and so what happens to, the development of relationship, we lose it because of technology, we lose it because of distractions, and we find ourselves then scheduling each other in uh, on the schedule where we should be trying to find that time of relationship, that time to love one another, and especially like with our children. You know, many of them, um, I hate to say, that have gone so many separate different ways. And many times when you look at the family, you have to question and you look at the schedule and question how much quality time is spent with your child, how much quality time is spent sitting and talking, how much quality time is spent just going for a walk, how much quality time is exercising together, how much quality time is cooking a meal together and eating uh, nutritionally, uh, you know, how much quality time. And, and sometimes, you know, when we can look at the children and look at our families and sometimes our families that are dysfunctional and we look at it and if we look at our schedules, we question how much time do we spend? How much time will we spend together? How much time do we spend loving on one another and making the time for people in our lives? See, that gives the impression that relationships are just a part of our lives along with many other tasks when we lump everything up in the schedule. But God says relationships are what life is all about. God says relationships is what life is all about. Four of the Ten Commandments deal with our relationship to God, while the other six deal with our relationship with people. But all ten are about relationships. So later Jesus even summarizes and says, and and, and what matters most to God, he says it in two statements. He says, love God and love people. There's the Ten Commandments right there. Love God and love people. Love God, the first four. Love people, the last six. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And then he comes right back and he says, and a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says this, all the other commandments and all the other demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So after learning how to love God in worship and then learning to love others, which is the second purpose in our life, then we are in the process of being obedient unto God. Relationships, not achievements or not acquisitions of things, because sometimes it's when we think we're building relationships, we're, even, we're actually trying to acquire something. 
we're trying to get something for ourselves. We're trying to get over for ourselves. So we develop relationships and we develop this strategic plan. And sometimes we don't even recognize that we're developing relationships so that somebody else can do something for us or take care of us or do something. And we develop relationships with the wrong motive. We develop relationships and excel the love factor. So relationships is not achievements and it's not acquisitions of things, you know, but we have to recognize that relationships is sheltered and covered with love. And the relationship, the true relationship matters most in life. So why do we allow our relationships to get the short end of the stick? When our schedules become overloaded, we start uh, skimming uh, rationally. We start figuring out what, who we're going to hang out with and who we're going to be with and how we're going to squeeze in our schedule. We start cutting back on giving time. We start cutting back on giving energy. We even start cutting back on giving attention. That loving relationships require. Relationships require attention, time, and energy. What's most important to God is displaced by what's urgent. So busyness is a great enemy of relationships. Hmm. We become preoccupied with making a living, doing our work, paying our bills, and accomplishing goals as if these tasks are the point of life. I'm going to say that again. Busyness is a great enemy of relationships. Why? Because we become preoccupied with making a living, doing our work, paying our bills, and accomplishing goals as if these tasks are a part of our life, but they are not. And and I thought about this that when I go to work, my ultimate goal is not the the paycheck and getting paid and actually doing the job that they're hiring me to do. My goal, my ultimate goal every day is that God would use me to share his love, that I would say something that would help somebody that I would be there to maybe just be a listening ear, that I would share whatever wisdom I have. That is my ultimate goal. It has nothing to do with a paycheck, but it has to do with building relationships so that God can be revealed and that they can see God. And that should be the main point of our lives. Not all of the other stuff, not all of the other busy schedules, The point of life is learning to love God and people. But life minus love equals zero. The other thing is, is love will last forever. Another reason God tells us to make love our top priority is that it's eternal. These three three things continue forever. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of this is love. You'll find that in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Love leaves a legacy. 
And what does that mean? Legacy means that there's a treasure, there's a jewel, there's an abundance, there's a, 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 a name that is left, there's a, something that is established, something that is so, solid, that's something that is held, that is put together. A legacy is something that is left for who? For the next to come, the next generation. So love leaves a legacy, which means that love leaves something that somebody else can hold on to. Love leaves something that somebody else can fit into. So how you treated other people, not your wealth or your accomplishments, is the most enduring impact you can leave on this earth. Not how much money you leave, not how many accomplishments and accolades and degrees that you have. God's not concerned about that. The most enduring, the most impactful thing that you can leave on this earth is love. As Mother Teresa said, it's not what you do, but how much love you put into it that matters. I like that. She said, it's not what you do but how much love you put into it that matters. So you can do a whole lot of things, but if there's no love attached to it, it's empty. Love is the secret of a lasting heritage. And Pastor Rick says, he says this, I I have been at the bedside of many people in their final moments, and when they stand on the edge of eternity, And I have never heard anyone say, bring me my diploma. (laughs) Wow. I've never heard anyone say, bring me my diploma. And he says, I wanted to look at them one more time. He says, I never heard anybody say, bring me my diploma. I want to look at them one more time. Show me my awards, my medals, that gold watch I was given. He says, I've never heard anybody on their deathbed say that. So when life on earth is ending, people don't surround themselves with objects. What we want around us is people, people we love and have relationships with. So in our final moments, we all realize that relationships are what life is all about. Wisdom is learning that truth sooner than rather later. So don't wait until you're on your deathbed to figure out that nothing matters more. The other thing is we will be evaluated on our love. So not only uh, that love will last forever, but also we will be evaluated on our love. The third reason to making learning to love the goal in our lives is that we will be evaluated on it in eternity. One of the ways God measures spiritual maturity is by the quality of your relationship. I like that. One of the ways God measures spiritual maturity is by the quality of your relationship. Now, what does that mean? That means, you know, when you take a, a, a measuring stick, you you kind of measure it and and maybe like a child, when if you if the your parent or 
you've ever seen how parents kind of measure and as you get taller, you get taller, you know, put a little mark on the wall and you get taller and taller. God is doing that with us in the process of love that he's measuring to see if we're growing. And the more we mature in love, the more we mature spiritually. And that's how he measures. And the quality of that, the truth of that shows up in our relationships and how we treat other people. In heaven, God won't say, tell me about your career or tell me tell me about your bank account or, oh, oh, let me, tell me about your hobbies. Instead, he will review how you treated other people, particularly those in need. See, Jesus says the way to love him is to love his family and care for their practical needs. He says, truly I tell you, just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. So when you transfer into eternity, you will leave everything else behind. All you're taking with you is your character. And that's why the Bible says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Notice that, that the only thing that counts is your faith. And how do you express it? You express it through love. You express it through your relationships. So knowing this, I suggest that when you wake up every morning, you kneel by your bed or sit on the edge of it and pray this, God, whether I get anything else done today, I want to make sure that I spend time loving you and loving other people because that's what life is all about. I don't want to waste this day. So that's the prayer. So why should God give you another day if you're going to waste it? God is saying that this is the time to express your love. The next thing, and I'll be ending this, the best expression of love is Time. The most important of these things can be measured by how much time we are willing to invest in them. The question even on tonight is, how much time are you willing to invest in God and spending time with him? How much time are you willing to invest in time and spending time with God's family? How much time are you willing to invest in time and doing God's will and doing his work? The more time you give to something, the more you reveal its importance and value. And it's true that you can look at your life and look at the things you spend time with. Don't you value it? Look at the things that you do every day. There's certain things that you do that you treasure, that you spend time with, that you're very patient with. There's certain things that you do. And don't you value them? Well, God is saying the same thing. Are you spending time with me? Because the more you spend time with this, the more you spend time with him, it reveals then what's important to you. And if you want to know a person's priorities, just look at how they use their time. Hmm. Time 
is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. When you give someone your time, you're giving them a portion of your life that will that you'll never get back. Your time is your life. That is why the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. It it's not just an, it's not enough just to say relationships are important. We must prove it by investing time in them. Words alone are worthless. So we have to recognize that we must take the time. The scripture says, my children, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love, which shows itself in action. Relationships take time and effort. And the best way to spell love is T-I-M-E. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to open it up for comments. I want to open it up if anybody has uh, comments. And uh, I think this was a great uh, lesson. There were just a, a few more pointers, but really all of it talked about the essence of love. So if there are any comments, um, then I'll open up the lines right now. Uh, I really don't have a comment, Minister T. Uh, just was an awesome lesson. Uh, and it's uh, really odd to me that tonight's lesson was talking about uh, the best use of life is love and uh, I'm kind of pretty much going through that uh, right now. Just you know, it's the hardest hardest people to to actually love is is family. <laughs> Unfortunately, we think it would be the easiest, but um, I, I, I begin to notice even even as I grow older that even in some families uh, that uh, I think the older you get, the more that love is uh, is absent. I should say, uh, or, or dwindling down, and and I can pretty much uh, understand it. Even when God speaks about the time I and mean, the last days, and how we would be against each other, I, I see that family structure, that family uh, uh, strong uh, love is is, is uh, almost uh, non-existing. It's diminishing uh, day by day because we are now living in a time and place where. We don't love each other the way we did. And as you were talking about, uh, and I, I can relate to just thinking back how there was a, a strong love, a strong bond, uh, a boundary with family when the family was together and, and we didn't let the uh, uh, things of the world come in to, to pollute our, 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 our love and our desires, not only for each other but even for God himself. Uh, as you were saying, you know, I remember a time we would even go past the church with, out cursing or saying anything, it was just like that was pretty much holy ground. It's like you wouldn't dare say anything, and now we've lost that love, that that compassion, that that true relationship for for God. And I'm I'm, I'm praying that uh, as the message says, love will last forever. I know that God's love does last forever. It it, it never changes, and it's always the same. And I'm just hoping that we get back to that love. Uh, not only with God, but with, with family and, and those that are around us because, as you say, love changes things. And it, 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 uh, when you look at love, it, 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 it's something that you can't necessarily put a, a real definition on. Uh, it's more of a feeling and an, an attitude, but I'm just praying that we get back to that place that we do love each other. And, 
and it's unconditional. It's not about what we can get from somebody or what somebody says, but just true, genuine love, and that's the love that God is looking uh, to us for, just to, to come back to our first love, which is him, to, to have a love that extends time and space and, and all the things that are around us that we forget about, uh, uh, all the things that uh, so easily uh, 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 trick us up on a daily basis, but just love on him. And I understand that when we love on him, when we give our whole being, our whole soul to him in, in a loving state of mind, that things do change and we, we see things happening around us. But uh, as I say, I'm still praying that we get back to that place, uh, that we do uh, uh, show love and that people that see us see the love in us and that it becomes a contagious uh, or a dominant, dominant, domino effect that people just begin to fall back in love again uh, with their first love. That's it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any other comments? Praise God. Uh, definitely, I totally agree, you know, and as the, the lesson was talking about on tonight is that, you know, there's a lesson to loving, which means that, you know, it, it's it's just like taking a course um, that because you we are challenged uh, with just different personalities and different characters and different people, you know, that come in and out of our lives, and so it is, a, a process of learning how to love in that God measures, you know, he measures us and he puts us in relationships. He He actually puts us in these relationships to teach us how to love. So we come up against these different uh, things in life and we have to look at it from a different perspective and say, you know what, this is a lesson. God is trying to show me how to love this person or God is trying to show me what's really hurting this person. Because a person that uh, is hurting is a person that's been hurt, or or a person that hurts is a person that's been hurt. And and many times we, you know, we we take the first offense and we take it as an offense, as an attack on us when actually they're hurting and they need to see the evidence of love. You know, they... You know, you you've heard where you you kind of like people that hate you. They you, you just love them. You know, love them with when they hate you, just keep on loving them. Um, to be able so that then they don't see they see something different, and they don't see themselves in you. That they need to be able to see the power of God's love and how love can transition things. And so God puts us in in, in relationships. He gives us challenging family. He gives us challenging friends. And if we could really look at it, you know, as the children of God and especially uh, in ministry as, as as those that God has called and chosen in ministry, to really look at that he, he'll put people in our path to teach us how to love them and also to measure our spiritual growth. Because as we begin to love and it begins to come, become a process, it becomes natural, then it just emulates off of us. It oozes off of us. And then they can really see the presence of God. That's why I was talking about when you, if you've ever seen somebody and they don't necessarily say anything to you, but it just you could just feel their love. You, can, you know, they don't have to say anything, but when they walk in the room, you can just 
feel the presence of their love. And I can imagine that, you know, it it takes it takes a process to even get to that place that people are happy, you know, to you know, you could be around some people that when when you walk in the room or when they walk in the room you're just happy that they're there. You know, you're happy that they're there because they are atmosphere changers and they come in with God's love on them. And that's what God wants. But in order to get to that place, many times, you know, with our challenges, we have so many things. So that's why he puts us in relationships. But the most important thing is that we have the time, and that's what he was really talking about. The best time to love is now, you know. And, and and you know, sometimes we procrastinate on different things. We procrastinate on things that are trivial, but the top and most important thing is that when things are presented our way that we can be a blessing, that we can help someone, that we have to look at and, and say, okay, God, you know, uh, are you, do you, you need me to go here? You need me to do that? And ask God to actually direct you and show you uh, what to do so that then his presence can be there. His presence can be with whoever you're supposed to, to be with. And so the best time to love is now. The best time to share God's love is now. Amen. And to just to remember, like our point to ponder was, life is all about love. That if you have no love, you have no life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any other comments before I close out, I wanted to kind of like uh, just recap uh, on what we're going to do next week. So I wanted to leave enough time uh, for uh, you to write down some scriptures uh, so that you're prepared. Uh, Again, we're going to be doing uh, Leadership Foundation uh, starting on next week. So we're going to be in that a little bit, just talking about leadership and, and, and talking about how to build uh, on a solid foundation, God's word, and to become strong leaders uh, in the season. And so uh, next week, uh, we're going to be, the title of the lesson is called A High Calling. And we're going to be focusing on four biblical challenges of leadership. Um, so I'm going to get some scriptures. If you have something to write up, write with, uh, write these scriptures down and begin to study. Also, uh, we'll have the uh, study material uh, posted uh, in the latter part of this week on the website uh, on the first page. So we're going to post that so you can actually download uh, the study material so that you can read through it. And then we'll be prepared on next Monday to begin to go through this. We're going to come back to Purpose Driven, but we're going to kind of take a break and we're going to go through this and uh, go through this uh, leadership series, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, uh, begin again and, and, and finish up Purpose Driven. So we, we haven't left it. We're just going to take a little break, and we're going to come back to it. So on next week, uh, here's some scriptures that you might uh, want to to study and kind of meditate on it as we go through. The first one is First Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. I'll say that again, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. The second one is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
verses 1 through 13. The next one is Titus, chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. Again, it's Titus, chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. The next one is Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Acts, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. And the last one is Exodus, chapter 18, verses 21 and 22. Again, it's Exodus, chapter 18, verses 21 and 22. So on next week, we're going to cover a high calling, and we're going to talk about the four biblical challenges of leadership. So we're going to go through that, and we're going to talk about that on next week. Again, we're going to download uh, the study materials, and we're going to uh, actually put it on our website so that you can download it and actually um, be able to read through it. And then we're going to have some great conversation on next week. Please invite someone, those that are in leadership or those that want are, you know, in the ministry or any kind of matter, uh, be it leadership on their job or whatever the case may be. I think these are going to be some good uh, lessons uh, as we go through. Uh, in fact, we're going to talk about commitment, conviction, uh, competency, and character. So we're going to talk about those, the C's on next week, commitment, conviction, competency, and character. So we're going to talk about that on next week. Praise God. So if there are no more comments, we're going to close out in prayer, and uh, we will be uh, ready to uh, move forward in our week. Amen? Praise God. God, we thank you for this night and for your word as you taught us about love. We pray, God, that you would continue to teach us how to love. Teach us how to love, Lord God, in those difficult relationships, in those relationships with our uh, immediate family, in those relationships with those that are in our church family, those relationships, Lord God, that are on our jobs, those relationships, Lord God, that we just come interact with our friends. We pray, Lord God, that you would continually teach us to give us the patience, Lord God, to be able to endure, to help us. Lord God, look beyond the earthly realm of situations and relationships and be able to have a spiritual view, to see from the spiritual perspective so that we can grow and that we can mature so that your love can come out because we know that it is it, it is your love. It is your love that must come out. It is your love that heals. It is your love that delivers. It is your love that sets free. And it is your love that you can use through us to help somebody else, to to heal a broken heart and and to, to mend a broken heart and to soothe a troubling mind. So we pray on tonight because we know that you have, have placed us here to be used, Lord God, that you would use us that as we present our bodies as living sacrifices. And we know, God, that as you put us in different situations in our family and with our friends and on our jobs, Lord God, that we would recall and we would remember our purpose, our most important priority above anything else, above any scheduling, above any situation, above anything that our most important priority is that we love. So help us, Lord God, to when we come up against those 
those trying times when we feel like we want to snap off, when we feel get, we get frustrated, when they push the wrong button, Lord God, to just quicken our spirit and, and, and to bring us back, Lord God, and to help us focus. And, Lord God, that your power, your love power would come forth, Lord God, that you would give us the patience to, to be still, to be quiet, uh, to, Lord God, emulate your love so that they can see it so that they can see that no matter what, no matter what they say, no matter what we they do, that you are love and we love you and that we will display your love no matter what it is and no matter where we go. So we just thank you on tonight. We thank you, Lord God, that for those that are on the call. We thank you, Lord God, and pray blessings. Whatever they're going through, their trials and tribulations, whatever challenges that they're dealing with, God, you know all about it. And so, God, we declare and we decree in the name of Jesus. We just declare and declare blessings right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, Holy Spirit, go. Meet every need in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, we declare it in the name of Jesus, delivering abundance in the name of Jesus. And we believe it. We stand on your word. We know that your word does not return back void, that you don't lie, you, and your word shall be fulfilled. You, we know, Lord God, and that you pro- proclaim that all we have to do is have the faith, and I have the faith. I have the faith to speak those things that are not as though they already were. I have the faith to believe and to know that we are the lenders and not the borrowers. I have the faith to believe and know and believe that we are more than conquerors. And so, God, I speak that even over this call right now for whoever will hear it right now or whoever will hear it in this recording, that they be empowered in the name of Jesus, that no matter what they go through, that they continue to love. And as they continue to love, the love will mature them and take them to higher heights. So we just thank you on tonight. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for where you're about to take us. We thank you, Lord God, for the next level that you're leading us into. We thank you, Lord God, for the training ground that you prepped us for. But, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that it's now time for action. And so we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in the matchless name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. This has been Minister T, and you have been with the Bridge Network, and we have been uh, doing uh, perfect purpose-driven life and life application Bible study on next week. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell them to check us out. We're going to be on the line, and we're going to be talking about a high calling. God bless you. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next Monday. Amen.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.